And hello, and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. I am your very early host, Joel, coming to you tonight on a Sunday night, uh, as it is. It's uh, the 5th, or no, it's the 10th. Sorry, I, 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 <laughs> You're I had like the... a week behind. <laughs> time, time has lost all meaning in quarantine, Matt. <laughs> the, the, the Corona Multiverse is strong in me. I, I have lost all meaning of time. Yeah, it's the 10th, uh, what is it there, of May. Time keeps on slipping, slipping into the future, but we're all happy we can be with you here tonight and happy that you showed up even though we started before 10, which normally, you know, we have a strict 10 uh, start time, but a lot of people showed up anyway, so we figured why not. Yeah, I figured might as well start early. We're all ready, so yeah. Yeah, how's uh, how's your week been, Matt? Pretty good, pretty good. I, I, I've been getting a lot done. I, I actually had a day there where I like I slept for like 12 hours, which is very oh, rare for me, good. which was very, very nice. Um, I finished Breath of the Wild. Somehow I managed to find the time to finish that. Nice. Very, very fun game. Looking forward to the sequel. I, I watched that little trailer because I never, didn't see the trailer for the, mm-hmm. for the sequel they released and watched it and very intrigued to see what they would do with that. Yeah, that one's definitely uh, on my list as well. I want to check that one out. Uh, I've been watching uh, some movies. I finally uh, caught the shutter bug there, and I watched Blood Quantum this week. That was a lot of fun. I have that on my list. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's good. It is a wonderful take on the traditional zombie movie formula, and I had no idea it was filmed in Canada. In fact, uh, they never say that the movie takes place in Canada, but clearly they filmed it on the other side of the Montreal, uh, Quebec, uh, <laughs> New York State Bridge to save money. I'm like, oh, I know that bridge. That's that's where they bring the cigarettes. That's where uh, cigarette runners <laughs> go buy cheap American cigarettes and bring them back to Canada. <laughs> it's but, always oh, cool yeah. when you see stuff like you, you know or you've been to in film absolutely absolutely uh, basically the twist of it is it's a zombie outbreak movie on a native reserve but guess what the natives are actually immune to the disease that's ki- that's yeah. killing all of the white people and i'm like oh that's a fun twist yeah it looked really fun i saw the trailer for it and looked looked quite quite fun Oh yeah, the apparently the guy who made it, uh, he is Canadian actually, and he's part of the Métis tribe. He had cr- done another horror movie before this, which was about the residential schools in Canada. I'm like, whoa, okay. that is some he- that's some heavy shit to make a horror movie about. That looks awesome, and of course, because you know he's a young filmmaker, a lot of the people in his first movie showed up in this movie, which had a bit more money, and yeah. they used a lot of the same locations because that's what you do when you go from film school to making movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm just like, man, I think this dude's really fucking cool. Can someone someone send him Jason Aaron's scalp? Because I think he could make it like tomorrow with the same group of people, more or less. That'd be pretty cool, yeah. Because uh, remember when they were touring that one around and there was supposed to be a pilot, HBO or like whatever channel it ended up on was like, oh, there's just not enough Native American actors to where I'm like, this guy made a whole movie, <laughs> made where, a everyone whole movie where everyone is one. <laughs> Where everyone was, and they're all pretty good actors and everything, and he is too. What do you What do you mean you couldn't make that movie? <laughs> you You lie. But uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Cool, cool. Enjoyed that one. Uh, that's really been it for me. Trying to get some work done here and there as best I can. Reading some more of those digital comics. They're all yeah. pretty good. Yeah, they've been pretty good. The chat The chat mentioned Justice League Apocalypse War. Do oh, we want to yeah. leave that till the till the end near the end, or do we sure. talk about it now? Sure, I made a video on it that actually did quite well. If people don't already know what I think, but yeah, if they want to hear you and me talk about, it, yeah, we'll we'll pencil that in for the end. Why don't we? Cool. That's right. I knew I watched another movie this week, and that was it. 
Yeah, so uh, uh, kind of a Star Wars heavy news this week uh, in terms of episode. I didn't know it would end up that way. It just kind of ended up that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm happy with it. <laughs> As am I. You know, we might be in quarantine. It feels like the world's on fire. But don't worry, because apparently there's going to be a lot of good Star Wars coming our way soon. Yeah. Uh, the first piece of news here is Taika Waititi uh, apparently is going to be helming the next Star Wars movie, whatever that might be, whenever that might be. I know it seems like there's several different Star Wars projects all kind of in the oven at this moment, but uh, he's got one of them. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that this will be his next movie after Thor, Love and Thunder, because mm. that, that's scheduled to begin shooting, you think, very soon or at least like by the end of ne- by the end of this year. Right. So he's got a little bit of time to sort of write it because he's co-writing it as well. Right, which is cool because he has a very unique voice and I'd like to see what he brings to the project. I know we joked forever ago when they were announcing all these new Star Wars projects. It really does seem like Disney goes around to people they like and people who have made the money and they open up the bag and they're like, would you like a Star Wars? Here, pick a Star Wars. Have a Star Wars if you would like. Would you like to do a Star Wars? It's even more It's even more obvious now because like we, while we also got this news, we also got like a couple of the, the directors for The Mandalorian season two mm-hmm. and there's like peyton reed who directed the ant-man films uh, robert rodriguez yeah he's doing one which is really cool yes i'm very excited for that because it's like goddamn you see what that man makes with no money when it comes to doing neo-westerns now let's actually give him some money and a cool <laughs> universe to play around it and see what he does yeah I, I like this idea, too, where it's like, well, what what will a Taika Waititi Star Wars look like? Well, we kind of saw it because he directed an episode of The Mandalorian and he was a droid in The Mandalorian. So, like, was that was that his audition? It's like, hey, man, you did pretty good and you made us a ton of money with Ragnarok and you're probably going to make us even more money with Love and Thunder. Would you like a Star Wars? <laughs> and he's like, yes, I'll have a Star Wars. <laughs> I'll use it to fund my next off... Uh, what is it, my weird next weird off-the-wall vampire werewolf Hitler movie that I make? <laughs> yeah, that's, like, another thing. He does, like, very... Like, he's very good with, um like, a lot of his other movies, like Boy, Hunt for the Wilder People, mm. all of those have been about, um uh, like, minorities and stuff yep. like that. So, Which he so is. it'd be cool if that could translate into Star Wars and he does something about... Like, like he could do something about the Mandalorians or something, although I don't think he will be because we have a TV show about that. Which a lot of stuff we're going to have to fill. Maybe he'll do something about the droids. That would be fun. Like, hey, you ever notice droids are second-class citizens in the Star Wars universe and no one gives a fuck? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I'd like that. Maybe something about the spice mines and the spice trade. That would be Mm. fun. There's a lot of things he could do. Yeah. Maybe something about old clones. No country for old clones. (laughs) Well, that might be might be part of season two of Mandalorian. Might also be that, as we'll definitely get into. But yeah, I'm super stoked for Taika Waititi to be on this. And I get the feeling, too, because he's shown the Disney higher-ups, look, I can put my own spin on stuff and my own personality in this, and, you know, it's going to be good and people are going to like it, and hopefully you're not going to kick me off the project when it's almost done, a la Lord and Miller. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he's got that, like, that extra little bit behind him with like thor ragnarok and like Mm. the the mandalorian so obviously they have some trust in him and even his comedy is like pitch black comedy too oh yeah yeah it's like good comedy for the star wars universe 
yeah, it's very dark and dour. It's very like you gotta you gotta laugh or you're gonna cry. Yeah. Now, how many uh, Flight of the Concords friends do you think he's gonna get into his <laughs> Star Wars movie when he does it? Well, as long as Jermaine Clement is a robot or like some weirdo alien. Like that's that's just a fucking layup, is what that is. And Jermaine <laughs> Clement plays the droid or plays like a big gross hut you've never seen before. <laughs> He also casts a bunch of big, you know, burly uh, Maori bouncers and everything to be like uh, cool alien heavies in the movie. Because why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? But yeah, I'm definitely down for this. I mean, Watiti's really kind of become like one of the hottest commodities in Hollywood right now. And so far, everything he's made has been really good. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a shame he's, his Akira movie never got, got off the mm. ground because he was so close to making that as well. Mm. Even stuff he's just tangentially connected to, like that uh, What We Do in the Shadows series that he produces, because obviously he did the original movie. God damn, that show is good. It is. It's really damn good. Like, everything about it is great. It is funny. Everyone gives 110%. Uh, the cameos they get for it are truly amazing. Did you see Mark Hamill is going to be in one of the upcoming I episodes? Did. I did. It looks really cool. Holy shit, I am so down for all of that. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's like the show as well, like, it, it, it's exactly like the film. So you go, you can, like, watch the film, then watch the TV show, and it's a, it's a continuation of it, basically. And it kind it of really is, because his characters in there appear in the show. Yep, yes, they do. Uh, man, are there any vampires in the Star Wars universe? Can you do a vampire movie in the Star Wars oh, they, universe? They had that comic series recently, Screaming Citadel, which was like they did. weird alien vampires. So you see, three Gungans have to live in a house together. <laughs> hey, that, that'd be a good, good film. Um, sad, as someone said in chat, Sad Clown Jar Jar. Mm, oh, oh my god, Taika Waititi with the continuation of Jar Jar. Jar Jar <laughs> post all these other movies. What happened to him? That would he, be... He would, he would make that a good film. Make it Ma relatable, funny, sad. Man... If he made a relatable, heartwarming movie where he played Hitler, I guess he could also probably do the Jar Jar story. <laughs> Look, I will do this Jar Jar movie, but only if I am allowed to play Jar Jar and infuse him <laughs> with all the humanity <laughs> that he deserves. <laughs> oh, Misa's so sad. Misa cast vote that bring fascism into power. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oh, Misa friend becomes space Hitler. Oh, no. <laughs> Annie, why? <laughs> There's a lot of stuff for Jar Jar to be sad about, isn't there? There is. There really is. Jar Jar have so much survivor's guilt. <laughs> why them all die but not me? <laughs> why Jar Jar live? He always live. <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar life pain. Oh God, you do like the uh, old man Logan thing where Jar Jar tries to kill himself several times, but because he's like a slapstick cartoon character, yeah. every time he tries to kill himself, it goes wrong and other people get hurt. Yeah, other people die or at least to some other large consequence. <laughs> like he tries to hang himself, but his alien feet are too long. Oh no. Or his chair breaks too early. Oh no. <laughs> tries to jump off a bridge. He lands on a speeder with a bunch of people in it and it crashes, but he's fine. <laughs> Why am Jar Jar cursed with life? <laughs> Until that final moment where he gets into, I don't know, like a shootout at the cantina and saves a bunch of people and dies a hero. <laughs> 
Jar Jar, as he's lowered into the acid, he lifts up his thumb, <laughs> does a thumbs up like the Terminator before he dies. <laughs> Me so always love you. <laughs> the redemption of Jar Jar Binks coming next summer. <laughs> God damn, that would be that, that would be him just like at the height of his power. Like I'm gonna redeem Jar Jar. The, the funny thing is, like, if that was to happen, like he would be the perfect person to sell the film because it's like you, you you tell like the average person's like, oh, they're making a Jar Jar Binks film, and they'll be like, what the fuck? I ain't seeing that. But then you say, oh, but it's done by the guy who made Thor Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit. That it's gets like, him oh, in okay. the theater. <laughs> Yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> As the chat says, quick cut to a sad Johnny Cash song. Yeah, there's a man going around taking names, and his name is Jar Jar. <laughs> when the man comes around. Uh, uh, funny stuff. But you know what? That wasn't the only Star Wars news this week, Matt. Our cup kind of runneth over with Star Wars stuff. It sure does. So, Boba Fett's actor is slated for a return in The Mandalorian Season 2. Now, I say his actor because we don't actually know who he's playing yet. A lot of people have jumped to the conclusion that he must be playing Boba Fett, but as we kind of alluded to earlier, he could just as easily be playing any clone because they're going to have the same face. Yeah, p- people are jumping to the conclusion that it's Boba because of that one part in the Ma- in that Mandalorian episode with Fennec Shand where you hear that person walk towards her corpse and mm. had the same sound effect that Boba had in Empire Strikes Back. That's the only connection that people have made that it could be Boba Fett, that this guy's yeah. boots sound the exact same. <laughs> yeah. Any, any kind I don't think of it is. Walk. I don't think it is because that's very weak. Uh, uh. Uh, same here and i like i again i got on this on twitter which i deeply regret because whenever you talk about star wars on twitter it always becomes a giant fucking shit show no matter what you do (laughs) but my general consensus was where it's like look i do not doubt that the writing team on the mandalorian could not breathe fresh life into boba fett much like they did darth maul in clone wars i'm sure there's a lot of good material to mine out of that but at the same time i kind of don't want to see it because it's like Mandalorian was so good and so cool because it was new and there was a lot of new shit in there and that's what made me like it so much must must star wars always lean on stuff from the past why what what, what, why is this always the case well well, not only that it was new that it was so separated from like all the other films which were all like intrinsically tied to the the skywalker saga whereas the mandalorian is like its own thing and its own part of the universe it actually for once made the universe feel like a really big large place and again i know what people are saying where it's like look you know dave filoni uh was you know there during the big george lucas retcon of like oh you know maybe jango fett and boba fett were actually pretenders and they stole their armor and they weren't real mandalorians but isn't that interesting now that the mandalorian society is a nomadic society and basically they take anyone and if you can wear the armor then you are a mando and it's this whole thing they could probably do something with that and heck maybe it would be kind of interesting and kind of meta to have boba fett come back only to have the mandalorian of this show pants him as a fake and a fraud being like you were never that good how did you even get out of that sarlacc i'd love for that to happen especially since uh the mandalorian has proven that he is so much better than Boba fett who i you know let's remember he got defeated by a blind man 
Every everything you love about Boba Fett is from the expanded universe that doesn't exist. Well, not anymore. even that. It, people just love him just because of the way he looks. His, his his the look, the armor. That's basically all they love. Yeah, and again, it's cool armor. But don't you like? Uh, what's the name of the guy? Man, Din 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 Djarin. Din Djarin. Don't you like Din Djarin? Cause like he actually has shit going on. Yeah, he's a relatable character. Yeah, and. You know, Pablo Pascal is just, you know, so handsome as well. Don't you love him because of that, too? Again, again, there's a lot of places they could go here. As people brought up, too, you know, Rex is probably still alive in this timeline, mm-hmm. so it could very well be Rex showing up, and wouldn't that be kind of more interesting? Well, and that's the thing, yeah. This show takes place five years after Return of the Jedi, mm. and rex is technically in return of the jedi he's one of the yes. troopers on endor so it's very possible he's still alive yeah which i think that would be very interesting again there's places they could go here and again they're, they're just saying that he might be here they're not saying what role he would play even how long it could be for all we know it could be a flashback where it's like young uh mm-hmm. dindajar and actually met boba fett at some point during like the height of uh what is it his bounty hunting career mm-hmm. So again, you know, there's there's places they could go with it that wouldn't end with them maybe having to rewrite and retcon history. Because again, that would be the biggest thing if it was Boba Fett, where it's like, okay, how did he escape the Sarlacc? Well, there's a, there's already like in the new canon, in the old canon, he escaped, but in the new canon, it's been left like really ambiguous to the point where mm. like someone else actually has his acid pocked armor and is using it to be a sheriff on Tatooine oh interesting so it's like did he escape or did the armor just like because it's made of beskar like survive are are we gonna do a legacy thing where it's like look if you have the armor your boba fett is the thing it just goes from person to person it's legacy that would actually be interesting yeah because boba be... fett himself isn't interesting the clones are more interesting they're the more interesting clone of Django than uh, boba yeah. is <laughs> Yeah, ain't that the thing? He's not even the most interesting clone anymore. That that would be kind of cool. And then you could have Din Djarin be like, no, you're not Boba Fett. I knew the real Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. Bring yeah, in Jodo Cast, the guy who actually did portray him. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're a, you're a, you're a friggin' imposter. That would mm-hmm. be, uh, that would be cool. Yeah. And again, there's, you know, there's like parallels you could draw where it's like, you know, Boba Fett's father was killed by the Jedi and everything. And, you know, uh, Din, his parents were uh, killed by droids. And, you know, they're both kind of these leftovers of the Clone War and everything. Mm -hmm. And it affected them. And, you know, to be the people they are. I'm not saying there's not places you could go. I'm just saying in my own weird roundabout fan way, I'm just like, don't. Don't dig up another character just because. Yes, and especially when there's like rumors that Ahsoka and all that are going to be in the show as well. Just maybe just limit yourself. Maybe Tamar Morrison is playing Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could be. You never know. He's a very talented actor. <laughs> he could do it. He could do it nine times. <laughs> Uh, also, too, you know, again, it just reminds me, I'm like, man, this is why I liked Rebels as much as I did, because Rebels was basically all new stuff. And yes, they had Vader eventually, but, you know, they would have to run into him at some point. And yes, they had Maul, but that was a holdover from Clone Wars and all this other stuff. It invented so much new shit. And yes, Thrawn, too, I know, but Thrawn was basically new to a whole generation who never read the fucking Zahn books. Yeah. <laughs> That's my thing, and I just hope, I hope if they use him, they use him sparingly. I don't want it to be like, oh, and now featuring Boba Fett, his new running buddy. 
Oh, I have a feeling if they were to do him, he'd be... I have a feeling that, like, pe- people think he's going to be, you know, doing all this action and everything. And, yeah, while Tamor Morrison is, like, a pretty fit guy, he's he's, he's getting up there in age. I think he's, like, mm. in his 60s or 70s. So I could see him as, like, kind of like the Grief Cargo, like, kind of like that oh, mentor role. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun, actually. I'd be cool with that. Be yeah. like, you know, I, I, I put up my guns a long time ago, man. Yeah. You know, I, I, I lived that bounty hunting life, and you know what? It got me a lot of misery and a lot of scars. <laughs> yeah, he's so embarrassed about being, you know, thwarted by a blind man. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know what my greatest uh, accomplishment was? PR. I got beaten up by an old guy. I got jumped into a sarlacc. <laughs> the the legend of Boba Fett. That's my legend. <laughs> that I had a really cool ass helmet. <laughs> hey, here's my question. Uh, what happened to Cad Bane and some of these other ones who are probably yeah. still running around from the Clone Wars era? He's an alien, so assumedly he ages differently than humans. Why, why does no one ask Dave Filoni that? Everyone wants to know, like, oh, oh, what, what does the owl mean? Or where, where is Ahsoka now? But where is Cad Bane? Yeah, where's Cad Bane? Uh, could we possibly see Ventress? I know the book kind of had her leave and, like, a get me the fuck away from this Clone Wars thing. But I'd, I'd watch old lady Ventress. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be down with that. How come no one built another Dirge Trooper? Dirge was cool as fuck. <laughs> oh, God. No, not Dirge. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a goddamn Akira alien, and he, like, was a biker jouster, and he was cool as fuck. Why did he never show? Why didn't they make more of him? <laughs> <laughs> I know there was a story reel that actually we saw young Boba Fett kind of growing into Boba Fett, ultimately the man he would become, and they explained the whole dent in the helmet that he got that in, like, a Wild West duel with Cad Bane. Yeah, yeah. Hey, again, Filoni was involved in that story. Make that a flashback, tweak it, and say Young Din was watching that fight. (laughs) That's fine. I'm cool with that. Just to give us that cool scene, but in live action. (laughs) Be like, yo, you didn't see me, but I was there. Yeah, yeah, I was just, just off to the side of the camera. Just off to the side. If they had panned just a few meters, they could have seen me. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I guess because it isn't a story reel, and even though it didn't officially get made, that bit is still canon. I I would say it isn't. But then again, Filoni has said that stuff he writes is still canon in his mind until it's not. Yeah, I guess so. So there you go. And the fact that he still seems to be basically the major driving creative force behind a lot of these, I guess we can take that as still sort of being canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was good stuff. But, uh, so yeah, Star Wars, it's gonna be interesting, we got some good shit coming down the pipeline. I guess, speaking of The Mandalorian, because we're on the subject, uh, the second episode of that, uh, Disney Star Wars gallery series came up. The first one was all about getting the directors, this, uh, new episode was all about legacy, and man, really, really good stuff, really good behind-the-scenes stuff. Really showing why these people, are in charge of this. (laughs) Yeah, most definitely. They got a murderer's row of talent, and as you said, the talent pool's only going to get bigger next season. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally cool with all that. What, uh, what was your favorite thing of those two episodes that they revealed? What blew your mind? Um, well, nothing really that I didn't already know, but I did like, yeah. like that whole thing at the end of the second episode with Dave Filoni talking about like Qui-Gon Jinn and him being a father figure to Anakin, which I, mm. I never really thought of. Like I did see him as like a father figure, but not as in the way Dave 
talked about it which i'm like yeah i like listening to it and he's talking about the duel of the fates and everything and i'm like holy shit that's actually pretty cool i wonder if actually no. i wonder if george luke has actually thought about that <laughs> that's the thing yeah like filoni talks it up so big and then you remember wait a minute filoni worked under lucas like back when he still had the franchise like he worked with him at skywalker ranch george probably told him that at some point yeah and it's like we could have done a little bit more to bring it through in the film a little bit more but yeah yeah. (laughs) like yeah why wasn't that in the movie like that makes sense and that's pretty cool i know i know freddie prince jr talks about that all the time uh in interviews where it's like look i learned this from filoni and filoni learned it from lucas (laughs) i am i am the padawan of the padawan (laughs) so i know my shit man (laughs) uh freddie prince jr is cool i like that guy yeah you know he wrote for wwe for years really well like storylines yes yes what yeah back when he wasn't sure about acting anymore and he he said it was like this weird in between in his life if you listen to the new day podcast they talked to him uh in depth about it because apparently they didn't bring him in to write originally they brought him in to like teach acting to the wrestlers where it's like okay teach them to emote teach them to you know uh what is it you know talking to the camera and everything and oh man he told a fucking hilarious story where one of the guys the miz who was always a wrestler with like you know acting aspirations Mm -hmm. and and his basic takeaway was like you know why should i listen to you freddie prince jr and he's like, look, I might not be Lawrence Olivier, but fucking Lawrence Olivier ain't here right now. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently he sat down and shut the fuck up and never said anything else after that. And now he's making Marine 69 or whatever number they're up to. Apparently they killed off his character in the Marine oh, series. Okay. <laughs> he, had, he had a big heroic death in the Marine. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey, this this actually all kind of comes together because apparently Sasha Banks is going to be in The Mandalorian in Season 2. <laughs> that, that's true. That is true, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what role she's going to play, but she has fun hair like an alien anyway, so it makes sense. Hopefully a big, big, strong alien Din has to fight. There you go. She's going to hit him with the double knees from the corner. <laughs> and be like, man, she moves so well. <laughs> It's it's a shame she uh, keeps taking all these huge hits for a woman of her size. That's gonna cut her career short. <laughs> but not in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, all right, what else do we got going on here in the world of news right now? Ooh, so in the ever-evolving story of San Diego Comic Con, on their official Twitter account this week, uh, San Diego Comic Con teased that they're going to be doing a full-on official digital convention this year. And the trailer they did was actually kind of cute, where they're like, "Hey, this year everyone gets a seat in Hall H. This year everyone gets a pass, and everyone gets to come to the show this year and not have to pay a ridiculous amount because we're." Doing Doing it online, everybody. <laughs> and I'm happy for that. I'll finally be able to go to San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, you and me both, man. It's going to be pretty good. We we should set up a virtual table where people can buy our <laughs> virtual shirts and, you know, help wonder, us out. We could we should probably try and set it up to so we do like a day stream. Yeah, or something like st- that. stream yeah. like some of the panels or something. I don't know how it'll work. Exactly. We don't know what it's even going to look like right now. And also, usually the show right after San Diego Comic-Con is usually one of our biggest ones anyway, because by that Mm -hmm. time we have a whole list of shit we can actually talk about. Yeah. (laughs) 
that's always fun. But yeah, ever, everyone be sure to come to our virtual storefront and shake our virtual hands at the San Diego <laughs> Comic-Con. We're, we're guest of honor this year, and they can't tell us any different. Yeah, yeah, we have the big main panel in Hall H. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was all us. It, it was hard to get it. You know, I had to I had to wrestle the head of Warner Brothers there for it, but uh, I got it done. <laughs> See, the, the, the trick is I fight dirty. I had pocket sand on me. Yeah, and you're greased up. Ah, uh, greased up Joel. Nothing can stop a greased up Joel. <laughs> uh, especially now, you see, I've been bulking up for this role. That uh, you know, that quarantine fifteen that I gained. It was all. It was all with purpose, so I could you know count out the, the head of uh, Warner Brothers. <laughs> oh man. That's a sad truth right now. I'm wearing my big billowy tracksuit, right? Well, it used to be big and billowy after I lost all that weight. Now it actually fits perfectly again. And I'm like, fuck, so I gained back all the weight I lost is what you're telling me. <laughs> I'm yeah, back well, to Not much you can do about it in these times. <laughs> no, the only thing I regret is that I went back to growing my beard the way I was growing it. I wish I had let it grow all the way out so I could have like the full, you know, Wolfman Jack thing going. <laughs> If I could do it differently, I would have grown a full beard is what I would have done just because. <laughs> I've never grown a full one before. This is the most I've ever gotten in the general beard region. I have, but I t shaved it all off because it was getting annoying. My problem is, is that I know too many people and I'm on too many shows with other people who do the full goatee thing. I'm like, well, it'll be weird if we both show up with the same facial hair. <laughs> So I got to do something different. I got to do the thing where, like, I connect it to my uh, sideburns and everything. <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, that's got to be my thing. I got to get it grown nice and long so I can put jewelry in it. <laughs> the ultimate dark slayer. Yeah, I feel you, Joel. I gained some back after the weight loss. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all did. I think we all cope it's with the It's the easiest quarantine. thing to do because <laughs> you don't have to do anything. Yeah, it's the only thing you can do right now. All you can do is eat. <laughs> And you're damn right, like, I'm complaining now, but I also bought stuff to make brown butter cookies later. <laughs> and you bet your ass I'm going to be doing the binging with Babish recipe, and then I got two things of chocolate chips for it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right, I tell you. Hey, that's one uh, for the uh, comments section, everybody. What, uh, what quarantine feast have you made for yourself? I was quite proud of one I made the other week. I don't even think I put up the picture yet. It was, uh, I made tater tots. Mm -hmm. Then I got like a can of gravy that I heated up and put on there with lots of pepper the way I like it. Then I chopped up some of those frozen chicken breasts and like grated uh, some smoked cheese that I got from the store. And that was, that was powerful. Nice, nice. Yeah, chicken tater tot poutine, powerful. Can't stop me. <laughs> Ooh, someone in the chat said cinnamon rolls. That's a good one. Brownies, yeah. Brown we don't have cinnamon one. rolls here. We're like we can't buy them. Like, like like if if you want to make them, you got to make them from scratch. I'm like I don't have time to fucking do that. Ooh, you're missing out there. Ooh, caramel coconut cake Oreos, nice. Jesus. Fried rice fajitas. Man, I wish I could make some fajitas from uh from scratch. Ooh, they're good. Yeah, I do love a nice fajita, man. I wish the Mexican restaurants would open up again. <laughs> and I, they, they, here's the, they, they probably are opening, as I've said before. I'm just too much of a coward to go and eat at restaurants right now. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, better I, be safe than sorry. It's true. I, I heard one person's story, and they had it so right. They're like, look, I've been ordering pizza because I couldn't get out to shop. But here's the thing. I would do the contactless delivery, and then I would put it in the oven for like five minutes more on high <laughs> just to make sure everything is dead and no corona can live on the pizza 
And I'm just like, man, why aren't we doing that for everything? Put it in for an extra five minutes. <laughs> Nothing can survive on that when you turn your oven up to high. No. <laughs> oh, God, what's that? what have I been buying from the store? Oh, I got, like, potato skins the other day, like frozen potato mm-hmm. skins with cheese and bacon. Oh, that's good. You put some sour cream on the side. That's good stuff. Nice. I had that for lunch and dinner, and I'm like, is it bad to have potato skins for two meals of the day? And then I'm like, fuck it, it's happening. <laughs> it's already too late because you've already eaten them all by the time you it, answer the question. Exactly. I'm like, is this bad? Nah. <laughs> Ooh, I do have some cubed ham, actually, Chad. I'm going to be making some crazy omelets in the next couple days because I got the ham, cut it, ate it, and then I'm like, what am I going to do with all this ham? I guess I'll get some cheese and eggs and make an omelet out of it. <laughs> Like a really big one. Oh, my store too. Why why my store got this now is just is just fucking evil. Uh they're little squares. Uh I thought they were jalapeno poppers because they looked like fried on the outside and I bought them. And I'm like, sure, let's get some spice in here. If it's spicy, maybe I can't eat that many. Oh, it wasn't filled with jalapeno poppers, Matt. You know what it was filled with? What? macaroni and cheese oh geez even worse yeah i know and i had one and i'm just like oh that's that's not too bad actually that kind of tastes like craft dinner but someone fried it and put it in a triangle surely i won't be able to eat all of these that i made nom 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 (laughs) i hate myself look what this quarantine has done to me (laughs) i am going to dark places i never thought possible (laughs) oh so, yeah, how about that San Diego Comic-Con? We can all go this year. Yeah, looking forward to it. I, I'm wondering, like, what exactly, what vendors will be there? Because yeah. you have to wonder, like, oh, will people, like, pull out? Because it's not like the the, the glamorous, you know, Hall mm-hmm. H, everyone's lining up outside now. It's everyone can go. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder how the companies are going to handle it, because you figure, like, all year some of these places are like, no, we gotta have stuff ready to show for Mm -hmm. Comic-Con, is the thing. So you figure, are they still going to put it out? I guess they are, because it's not like they got cold feet and just like, I'll put it out early. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be very strange. Very much so. What what, what are even the rumors of Comic-Con this year? Like, what were we expecting to see? You know, I never really even heard any i I hear like the the usual ones which is like oh a batman game will be Mm. announced but Mm. that's like every week now you hear a rumor about that um like obviously disney wasn't showing up anymore but it's like even if they did i think they might have come this year i know they skipped last year right because it's also like well isn't some shit totally on hold right now because wonder woman's probably gonna get pushed back and black widow Mm -hmm. definitely got pushed back yeah, so, like, what are they... I guess, yeah, they'd probably show, like, a new Black Widow trailer or Wonder Woman trailer or something. Or something. I mean, uh, they had the Eternals walk out last time. Mm-hmm. Can, can, do we have anything ready for Eternals? Do we have anything ready for I have any to, of these? Or the movie was is meant to be was meant to be coming out in November, so I have to imagine by July there'd be, like, a trailer. Has right. to be. I know there was talk that WandaVision had actually finished up filming, mm-hmm. so surely they would have something to show for that, you would think. Yeah, like either yeah, trailer or clips or something. And I think, yeah, I think they finished up all shooting except for VFX. Mm. They finished Suicide Squad too, didn't they? So they'd probably be in the trailer cutting stage. Yeah, James Gunn said he's editing from home. Ah, that must be fun. I'd love to be in the room when he's doing that. <laughs> 
does does he always edit the movies or is this like something new he's doing i imagine he's involved in the edit is what he meant right yeah which makes sense he's the director he'd be involved in it yeah when he says he's doing it from home it's just like hey if you pay me again i'll start editing the movie now (laughs) (laughs) it's not like i'm doing anything else no they probably couldn't do that because the fucking editor's union would be like uh no he can't do that Remember how mad the storyboard union got mad at Robert Rodriguez when he was doing Sin City? And he's like, well, just just use the comic panels. That's that's our storyboard. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. The storyboard guys were up in fucking arms about that. Like, you can't put us out of a job like that. You can't just start <laughs> using comic books. Even though in reality, you're like, yeah, why don't they just use comic books for yeah, their storyboards? It, it makes sense. It makes sense. It's, it's, it's framed for you. It's keyed out. It's blocked out for you. Yeah, it literally already is. Yeah, but you can also see why guys are like, no, I went to art school. I broke into this industry drawing <laughs> storyboards and redrawing them. You can see why they'd be pulling out their fucking hair. <laughs> you can't take a job from me like that just because you already have art. That's not <laughs> how it's done. <laughs> God damn it. You can't. We got to make it board driven. Got to be board driven. <laughs> But yeah, be sure to uh, keep your ears open for San Diego Comic-Con there. It sounds like we will be getting a show anyway, even though it'll be kind of a weird show. Yeah, but it's cool. We all get to go. Definitely, definitely. Hopefully their service can can, uh, can sustain the the load, because there's going to be a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a hell of a thing. Uh, Our last piece of news here actually involves comic books. Remember those, everyone, when they were new and came out regularly? Yeah. I mean, they got to be coming back. Back soon, in the right? day, in the in the long, long ago, <laughs> in the time before time, yeah, when I used to wear an onion on the, my belt, which was the style ah. at the time. Give me three B's, you'd say, when you <laughs> rode the ferry to Shelbyville. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, Dan Slott apparently is going to be hitching up his horse when Iron Man 2020 is done and riding off into the sunset to greener pastures. That's going to be his uh, his stopping point for the character, which I think we all basically assumed was going to be the case anyway. Yeah, I, the the story he's writing kind of feels like the ending of his his stuff as well as like a reset for like a new writer to come in and just tell whatever they want definitely and again too it's funny to hear that now where it's like what wasn't like iron man 2020 wasn't it like three issues in before all of this happened yeah three issues in and like i think i i I was reading the machine man issue just the other day and i think that mean that's about the halfway point of it yeah a couple uh yeah a couple tie-ins there Mm. that they were doing but uh, yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, they definitely seem to be setting up a major status quo change for Iron Man. Who would you put on the Iron Man book next? Because I know my interest in Iron Man waxes and wanes. I didn't give a shit until Bendis started writing, and then he quickly made me stop caring. And then it's like, oh, well, Dan Slott, he should be fun. And, you know, all these other Marvel uh, number ones have been really solid recently. Well, he's been he's been writing the book with Jim uh, Zub. He's been kind of like alternating, I think, between Jim Zub and Christos Gage. Zub was there for a bit, like for the latter half of the book, and then yeah, Christos Gage has been writing twenty twenty with him. I don't know, maybe give it to Christos Gage, see what he That'd can be do cool. with it. Yeah, yeah, man, man knows his continuity, and I really like his stuff. Though I don't think his books ever last long. He's known no. quite well within the comic community as you know a really prized workhorse with really good attention to detail. But I don't know if he's like a celebrity writer mm-hmm. like Dan Slott is. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know who I would want to pick up Iron Man. I don't even know what you would do with Iron Man. It feels like Iron Man is one of those characters who he keeps playing out the same handful of stories every couple times. Yeah, yeah, and it feels like anything new you can do with him has already kind of been done. <laughs> Zeke says Gail Simone. Yeah, Gail Simone actually wrote the, uh, what is it? Uh, some, of the, War some of the issues, yeah. Yeah, the War of Realms tie-ins, and they were very funny and actually kind of cool and interesting because Iron Man fought a fucking dragon. Yeah, let's just have a series where Iron Man has to, like, fight fantasy creatures and stuff he's not used to. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I guess, too, they'll have to finally answer the question where it's like, is this the real Tony Stark, or does it even matter anymore? I think that'll be what the book ends, uh, the, what Iron Man 2020 ends on, and then it that'll be, like, the fresh restart. Right. You know, maybe maybe Iron Man decides he wants to give all his money away and start over uh, in Silicon Valley with a new idea where it's like, I'm going to rebuild my empire from scratch because, you know, that'll be interesting. That'd be cool. I'm fairly certain that's been done before, but yeah. I'm sure it has too, yeah. Poor Tony Stark startup company. Yeah, yeah, basically Peter Parker again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we make him Peter Parker where it's like, yeah, I gave all my money away to start over. <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe he gets into politics, uh, Tony Stark. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Looks uh, looks easy enough. Yeah, I'm gonna start running for Congress. <laughs> gonna gonna use all my money to get in there, and why not? Yeah, I can just hear Carol Danvers' head explode. <laughs> yeah. Psh, didn't we fight a whole civil war over this? <laughs> <laughs> He'll start a bakery. Yeah, I like that iron bread. <laughs> it's filled with protein. I'd, I'd like to see stuff. him maybe I'm hoping his, his, his mother stays around as a character because she's really interesting she is a maybe, fun character I like her too maybe, maybe something involved with her I'd like I'd like to see him maybe maybe go back to being like a director of S.H.I.E.L.D. like he reboots S.H.I.E.L.D. or something mm. someone's gotta do it S.H.I.E.L.D. has yeah. been gone for a surprisingly long time now I'm surprised it's still dead yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that they killed and actually kept killed, which is really interesting. Yeah. Normally shit comes back right away. They didn't even reboot it uh, when the show came back and the show was still going on, and normally they love to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm very surprised it's not back yet. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And Coulson is back too and everything, and that's another story that we're still trying to figure out what his deal is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, alrighty then, uh, what else? Yeah, I guess that's all the news for this week. Uh, not a ton of news, but, you know, I think we, uh, wring some good, uh, juice, some good juice from the topic. <laughs> mm, let the juice of this show wash all over you. Uh, I know people in the chat said, hey, can you talk about, uh, that newest DC movie? Uh, I did a video on it, I don't know if you did, Matt, but, uh, what do we think about, uh, Justice League, Dark, Apocalypse, War, Side, of eternity <laughs> end game god this is a fucking long title um uh, i didn't do a video on it because i didn't particularly think it was worth it because i didn't eh. fucking like this film <laughs> they they really did whether you love or hate the movie you have to admit dc and warner brothers really inflated the importance of this one it's like oh it's the grand culmination <laughs> of this era in dc animation oh 15 movies i'm like yeah where you really only have to watch three because continuity was always an afterthought for you guys, but I'm glad you're patting yourselves on the back so prematurely and saying what a good job you did in building this interconnected universe that was never really an interconnected universe, unless you're Damien. The, 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 um, the, 
the strangest thing about this one is that the fans of this of these these particular films that, that they have mm. these strange fans um were calling it better than endgame and better than infinity War. i'm saw. like bullshit that's that's I, so bullshit <laughs> yeah i saw that i'm like no those movies actually built to something this this was an arbitrary end they pulled out of thin air where they're like well we've exhausted all the new 52 stories i guess Hey, wasn't wasn't it cool when we did Flashpoint and kind of bookended one era and started another? Maybe we should do that again. Cool. What story are we gonna base it on? Dark Side War, uh, Futures End, uh, Worlds End, uh, Trinity War. You know, let's just do it all because that's let's just do that's, it all so we don't have to do their own films and we we'll save money. Yeah, because again, that's that's served us so well in uh, this line of DC movies. Like, hey, Batman versus Robin, let's uh, let's make it Court of Owls, and let's also make it the Nobody Saga, and let's make it Volume 2 of Grant Morrison's run. Let's just put it all in there. Let's just put it all in there, and we'll call the movie Justice League Dark, but they won't be the main characters. We'll only have yeah. one Justice League Dark member actually show up through the whole film. Which, that, which, that's one of the few choices I'll admit I actually liked, where it's like, you know what, yeah, sure, make it all about Constantine, make it about uh, Matt Ryan... Because the dude is basically like a Warner Brothers DC VIP at this point between City of Demons, which was excellent, by the way. I very much enjoyed that one. And it was CWC. It wasn't even connected to these. (laughs) And because, you know, Legends of Tomorrow and everything else and shit. Can you believe they canceled his Constantine show, yet he's such a good fucking team player? He keeps coming back to these. Yeah, I don't know why after all this time, like he's shown he can he's he's very popular with legends. He does these stuff. Why they don't just say, hey, we'll do season two of your show and we'll put it on the DC Universe app because that app's dying and we need content. Yeah, Yeah, it's not like you guys aren't starved for content. Shit, we'll do season two of your show and make it animated. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we'll connect it up with legends or something. I would be totally okay with that again. I guess he must really like the role, and again, he must just be a cool-ass dude to work with because he keeps coming back for it, and good on him. I just thought of this. I'm wondering if maybe they're waiting until Supernatural finishes this season because that show is very similar to Constantine. So that show finishes, and they'll be like, hey, you like this show? Come and watch season two of Constantine. It's basically the same thing. That would be really smart. Hey, is there a paranormal detective hole in your heart? Well, guess what? (laughs) It's the John Constantine show. (laughs) You're going to love it. It's just like that because they were actually ripping him off for years. You just didn't know it. <laughs> Man, that that whole circle is so funny that Supernatural is on TV for like 15 friggin' years. Totally borrows from, you know, the Dresden Files and Constantine and all these other, you know, trench coat wearing, smoking, paranormal investigators. And yet people don't know that. So when it actually does come time to make the Constantine show and the Dresden Files, they think it's a ripoff when it isn't. It's totally like John Carter of Mars. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, calling it Justice League Dark is so hilarious because it's like, but you had a Justice League Dark movie and that one was more about Batman. (laughs) than it was about Justice League Dark. What's even funnier is like this it's called Justice League Dark and the movie opens with them basically saying, yeah, Justice League Dark doesn't exist Mm. um, anymore. They've disbanded and they have been shuttered into the actual Justice League. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, well, just call it Justice League then. I know. Why did you need the X? I mean, it is dark. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) For for no reason. It didn't have to be. Again, this is that that R rating just for the fact that they can have it and call. What was it? R rated cartoon. 
it, c- content has always been an issue in this era of DC animated movies, where before it's like, nope, these are for the whole family, they're for everyone, you can push it a little bit more than you can on TV, but again, you gotta keep it to at least, you know, like a PG-13. Once they lifted that restriction, I really do think some of the worst, like, instincts and bad habits of these, you know, films and filmmakers kind of came out. It reminded me very much of that, like, second Muppets movie when, like, the evil Kermit was telling everyone, yeah, do it, do it every you on it's fine i don't care <laughs> it, it's it's really funny because like you, you see those pg-13 ones and they st- they have things again it's for the whole family because they've got things for the kids but then they've got like jokes and stuff that only an adult would understand or like yeah. a sight gag an adult would understand and that's fine why couldn't they just keep doing that this is, this is why I think you and I both gave Red Sun so much credit, because one, it was a straight-up adaptation that actually did try and adapt the story. Yeah, it made changes, but as par for the course, but also, hey, it was actually mature in its depiction of violence and everything, mm-hmm. and when, you know, they smoked, it was for period accuracy, not to like, ooh, aren't you shocked? Aren't you shocked, Normie? Look at me smoking. Like, it was actually a serious thing. And also, that movie, and again, I give it all the credit in the world for this, and the director even said, thank you, I'm glad you appreciated that to me on Twitter, when I'm like, yo, Superman Red Sun is good because they're not afraid to shut the fuck up every so often. Yeah, yeah, whereas, yeah, this movie is the complete opposite of it. It's like, look, here's Shazam getting his leg ripped off violently and Mira getting her face peeled off, and it's like, for, for no reason. That uh, that Shazam thing was so funny to me. Clearly, that was something they cut for time because they make a big deal of like, oh, and Shazam escaped, and then he doesn't do anything in the rest <laughs> Until of the right movie. The end fact, and then dies. <laughs> in fact, he never meets the rest of the cast. I'm like, no. oh, that was clearly something cut for time, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> They, they give him this new redesign and everything. The one that really made me laugh, though, was Batgirl. It's like, yeah, I remember at the end of, uh, was I think it was Batman Bad Blood. Oh, look, it's Batgirl. She's here now. She shows up in a hush for two seconds to speak and to take Huntress's role. And then she shows up here to say nothing and die. And I'm like, oh, such good continuity. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, and, then, and then then they've got like they obviously just recently did the the death and return of superman stuff yeah. introduced like steel superboy and everything in those films uh have him in here just to again violently die which again too i'm like why was superboy not on the front lines if he was alive he's a <laughs> junior superman seems like he'd be really useful yeah <laughs> the fuck why why didn't they have a thing where it's like oh he gave a blood transfusion to superman to you know try and cure the liquid kryptonite in him or something that would be too easy joe no another thing that bugged me about that and i enjoyed the movie more than you i don't want to make it seem like i totally hated every second of it like oh, yes I, I liked parts of it but yeah it's yeah just so, so much of it is just like there just for the sake of it I mean, my problems with it are not unique to Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. My problems with it are the same problems that have been in every one of these movies in this post-Flashpoint era, which mm-hmm. is saying something that those problems never got better and they all had the same ones. Lack of focus, uh, clearly, you know, struggling with budget in places. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's clearly an issue. Man, I hope for that next uh, run of movies they at least get a little bit more money or at least, you the know, art, use The art style so. looks different and looks actually better. Yes, I agree. I know some people are like, hey, this doesn't look like what I want it to look. I'm like, hey, it's called an art style. That's what they need. these movies <laughs> needed. Making them all homogenized was another one of the problems. Yeah. 
But, uh, yeah, so, you know, like, yeah, there's definitely cool shit in uh, The Suicide Squad has a fun little moment there, even though they're not really the Suicide Squad from hell to pay, which is weird, and they got Hayden Welch to play Harley Quinn, even though she was Harley Quinn in uh, Assault on Arkham, which was supposed to be in the video game continuity, and Batman Harley Quinn, which was supposed to be in the animated series continuity. <laughs> but don't pay attention to that, because continuity is an afterthought in these movies. Uh, the Yeah, the voice acting on Harley and this really annoyed me, just because it, it sounded like someone doing an impression of Tara Strong doing her Harley Quinn voice, and it, it had that, like that that wine that harley has but it was like turned up to 11 i'm like oh i hate this so much you know what my problem is i actually quite liked welch in assault on arkham but man after listening to kukuo in uh what is it the harley quinn show she's kind of taken over as my default harley voice now yeah yeah she's pretty good she is like it's weird to hear someone else i'm like hey you're not the harley from the show <laughs> But, uh, yeah, some weird creative choice. Luther is weird, too, because it's like, hey, you remember oh. I joined the Justice League? Oh, yeah, I guess you did join the Justice League. Don't worry, it won't matter in this. Yeah, and he's voiced by Rain Wilson, which is the, just the oddest choice for for Lex Luthor. Why would you choose Dw- Dwight Schrute to voice Lex Luthor? Very, very strange choice in that one. Uh, there were some good jokes in here. Again, uh, Marguerite Scott, who like wrote the Batgirl comic for a little bit and has a long history in you know superhero animation and other stuff. She was one of the co-writers on this. She took a lot of credit on Twitter for infusing it with some comedy. And trust me, this movie needed some levity because of the apocalyptic tone. I, I liked a bit she has where, like, Boomerang and Constantine don't like each other because one's British and one's Australian. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, how have these guys never had a scene together before? That, that is very funny. I, although I, the guy who voices Boomerang, Liam McIntyre, I think his name is, he was, he was in those, um, those Spartacus TV shows. Mm. Um, I, don't, I don't know what it is when, when Australians get cast in American productions, but they're, like, told to turn up the accent i'm yeah, like we exactly. don't sound like that <laughs> again you're hearing matt talk right now he doesn't sound like a fucking stereotype now yeah, does he we don't sound like that at all it's like mm, we need that uh, 10 times more australian but but this is how i talk though mm, but make it more though <laughs> T- turn it all the goddamn way up uh, also, the bit, too, that took the internet by the storm, because, you know, the internet is filled with horny monster fuckers, apparently. Everyone loves that Constantine totally had a small tryst with King Shark at one point. <laughs> I think that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was. I like that a lot. I like it even better in-universe, where it's like, well, yeah, Constantine's love interests are always dying or getting sent to hell or bad stuff is happening to them. Only King Shark is strong enough to get away from that, <laughs> because he is a shark. Yeah, King Shark in this was actually pretty funny. <laughs> he was. He definitely was. And again, totally true to Gail Simone's interpretation of him in Secret Six. That's absolutely yeah. what he was. Just saying his name, saying that he is a shark over and over again. Yep. <laughs> Weird choice, too, to basically have Batman be a villain for a good chunk of this movie. I actually, that was one of the things I didn't mind. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I, I see that they're like rushing this whole, like, oh, he sat on the, the Mobius chair once in the comics. So that's going to be his whole thing, this, this issue. But I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. I actually it, it, really like that. And he had a cool costume. 
Right, it, 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 he definitely did. It also kind of gets him off the table and explains why he doesn't come and help everyone. Although I will, not, I will tell you, I'm like, oh, you know, Batman, he's so smart because he's on the Mobius chair. He has all the secrets of the universe. He's playing coy and just making Darkseid think he's working for him. Oh, no, wait, he actually was under control the whole time. Oh, <laughs> I, I wrote a more interesting version of this in my head, I guess. Yeah, you, you, you wrote the Bat God where he's two steps ahead of everyone, or in this case, 20 <laughs> Yeah, and then he just sends the chair away for his fight scene, and you never see it again. <laughs> well, thank you for the fan service, I guess. Well, they'd have to animate the chair, and they can't do that. I, I will say there was some pretty good fan service fights in this movie. Etrigan versus Future's End, Mecha Wonder Woman, that was pretty cool. The Future's End stuff, when I saw that, I was like watching them, like, okay, they've got the Trinity War stuff happening, mm-hmm. uh, the Dark Side War stuff happening, and and then, the, yeah, we see, like, the, the goddamn... Martian Manhunter robot and all that. I'm like, oh god damn it! Of course, of of course. And, and they trick you. They trick you good because Darkseid's like, ooh, I'll send my Furies. My Furies will deal with them. Like, oh, these are the new Furies. Hey, what happened to the old Furies? <laughs> yeah, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, what 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 happened to Lashar and Stompa and all the other ones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, another annoying thing about this, too, where it's like, ah, yes, all the heroes, you know, the world has gone to hell because of the Paradooms days. And I'm like, what What about all our other supporting characters? Like, these heroes have families and shit. Like, what What happened to them? We don't have yeah. time to tell you what happened to them. Yeah, don't have time. Oh, yeah, let's talk, let's talk about the Paradooms. <laughs> the stupid yeah, fucking name. Very much so. I, I said on Twitter, I said on Twitter, instead of calling them Paradooms, just call them, like, Doom Demons or something. That would have been better. That yeah, would have been but, much better. But, and then that, that also reminded me of why I hated those fucking Death and Return of Superman films, which is, oh yeah, Darkseid was behind Doomsday all along and it was mm-hmm. all, a, all a play to like invade Earth again. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Again, that's the problem with this movie, these movies in general, is that when they do have continuity bits, you're like, that makes it dumber. Yeah, that's so stupid. Why didn't like, he just send all these onto Earth? Why did, why did he only send one Doomsday? Like, again, actually, um, in uh, Suicide Squad Hell to Pay, which I also did not enjoy, when literally Reverse Flash shows up at the end, it's like, hey, I'm the secret villain and Flashpoint happened and let me tell you all about it. And I'm like, oh, thanks for reminding me of a better movie, Reverse Flash. Yeah, and then that never came up again. Yeah, well, it kind of did, because they literally flashpoint their way out of trouble in this one, and I'm like, really, guys? And they, they do it in a way where they don't even bother showing you what came next what came after that like usually when, they don't know it's like the end game thing where like the the, it, the snap happens and you see like what happened after that where here you just see barry running off into a fade fade out to the credits <laughs> it was it was a heck of a choice to have the end of the movie have your entire cast be beaten down tortured mutilated at their absolute worst and then being like well Guess we gotta hit the cosmic reset button. You you good to go, Barry? You're good to wipe all of this out of existence so we can start over? And I'm like, really? That was it? That's what you were all fighting for? Just to hit the cosmic reset button? You, you know, it, it really, really rubbed me the wrong way that Barry was just like, okay, I, I guess I better do it. Instead of going like, no, I did this once before and it fucked everything up. I'm not doing it, it led again. led us to this, I, yeah. I'm not your like, your, like, reset button. I'm a human being. <laughs> Yeah, but he's totally cool. And again, too, like, they try and end it on a note that they think is sweet, where it's like, oh, but they all held each other as the world end. Isn't that beautiful? No. No, it's fucking depressing. <laughs> no, everyone and sad. died. 
it's it's a downer and not like a downer in like Thanos, you know, is the one, you know, who's standing tall at the end of Infinity War or wherever. It's like, well, yeah, because we knew the sequel was coming. That was just an interesting take to end your movie where the bad guy won. The bad guy didn't even win here. The heroes were just fucked at the end of it all. <laughs> just but, odd But Damien choice. got to kiss Raven. So, and which, that's, that's, that's what all this universe was building towards. Which, I mean, hey, hey. That's all right. <laughs> I, I mean, if that if it was me and that was it before, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it, got mine. <laughs> that, that that should have been Damien at the end of the movie. It's like everyone is dying. About it's like, nah, but it's cool though. I got a hot goth girlfriend now. It's all good. <laughs> He'd be the one trying to stop it. No, don't stop it, Barry. Don't you dare reset this universe. <laughs> I'm finally happy, you dick. <laughs> Can't get no better than this. Also, my dad's dead, so, like, no one's going to compare me to him anymore. (laughs) So it's all good. (laughs) But, yeah, so, I mean, ultimately, it was fine as a standalone movie, as part of, like, some big continuity capstone. Very inflated. Very, very inflated. You basically only need to see two movies to see this. Watch uh, Batman and uh, Son, where they introduce Damien, and watch that Teen Titans movie, which I actually quite like the Teen Titans movie. That they which did. one? Which one was that? Uh, Teen Titans versus Justice League. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that one was actually pretty good. That one was pretty good. That one was better than this. I would say of this whole era. Actually, let, let's look at that right now. Let's actually go to this era in DC animated movies and let's talk about what our favorites actually were. I think there'll probably be only like one, which is like Justice League versus Fatal Five, which was excellent. Yep. Okay, that's that's the best one. We both agree that's the best one. Because that it was went a back Bruce to the Tim universe. It went back to that. Yeah, it was it was a Bruce Tim original with a really good story about mental illness and overcoming stuff like that. Used new original villains that people hadn't seen before. It looked cool. It was genuinely really good. So uh, okay, in this universe, so we, we got, got Ju- uh, Justice League Wars when it started. Ugh, which again, you're adapting a story that wasn't that good to begin with, and was only like I think at the time like like two years old or something. Not very old. It was. It was very, very new. Uh, Son of Batman, which was all right, I guess. I can't even remember half of these. <laughs> That's the pro- A lot of these ones run together. Yeah. Oh, Throne of Atlantis hurt me because that was an excellent New 52 story. Maybe mm-hmm. one of the best ones they had had at that point, and they butcher it. Yep, yep. They butcher it for no reason. Batman versus Robin, that's the one I mentioned before, where it's like, hey, let's mash up Court of Owls and the Nobody Saga. This this is where I really start to be like, okay, I think these are bad now. <laughs> Justice League Bad Blood, or no, sorry, Batman Bad Blood. We had two Batman ones back to back. This one was all right. Again, they tried to do way too much as like a Batwoman origin story. That segment is good, but also Luke Fox is in it and they don't have enough time for both. Yeah, you, you kind of forget he's in the film. Absolutely. Uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans, I actually quite enjoyed because this movie genuinely had some fun and actually rung good material about sending sour, dour Damien to hang out with kids his own age. Yep. Trigun was good in it. Hell, uh, this one actually used continuity in a good way, too, because at the end of that movie, uh, Damien and them are, like, in hell, and he meets, like, the ghost of his grandfather, Rachel Ghoul, who had died. Oh, yeah, that's right. Deathstroke killed him in fucking, uh... Cause one of the, in the one of the other fucking Batman films. 
Yeah, but but that was cool because he actually has to fight like his grandfather, and it ties into this like bigger theme of like overcoming crappy uh, upbringings and crappy father figures. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Yeah, just just looking at at it like the the writer Alan Burnett, like oh, of course of course it was good that he's the guy who's who's co-writing the the animated mm-hmm. series comic at the moment, and which so is many excellent, other things. which is excellent. Yeah, he's. He's had a long-ass career, Alan Burnett. Justice League Dark, I don't even remember this one. I just know Batman was in it, and he kept stealing focus. Yeah, he was, like, the main character. And, like, why would he want to set up Justice League Dark? That's not how it happens. Yeah. Teen Titans Judas Contract, which I did not enjoy. I, again, I felt this one was trying way too hard. Mm-hmm. They also kept stuff from the original that they should really have changed, like Beast Boy being really uh, pushy and a little rapey. <laughs> Mm, yeah hey now nah, it's totally okay kids you know this girl says no but you just keep pushing that's what you gotta do <laughs> when you're an animal man you just gotta keep pushing yeah okay that was that was one thing when that was written why are you doing it here now <laughs> suicide squad hell to pay yet another one where i thought they were just trying way too hard in terms of violence and content and everything yep. else yeah Assault on Arkham is way better in every conceivable way. I guess it was cool that Bronze Tiger got to be in it. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a, that's a plus for it. Yeah, they do some weird stuff. Okay, no, wait, now I remember why Hell to Pay actually pisses me off. Because uh, it's actually a Secret Six story they adapted involving the Get Out of Hell free card, which is an excellent Secret Six story that they ruin here. <laughs> I, I, fr- I, I see... My, my mind edited that out. I forgot I actually hated this one because of that reason. <laughs> mine just completely wiped it. <laughs> yeah. Death of Superman, which I kind of remember writing this one. You thought this one was okay. I didn't particularly like it, no. no well, oh, well, didn't didn't Tomasi write this one and didn't we think that was cool? I thought that was cool that he wrote it, but I was like, why was it changed so much? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not again, even Death of Superman's story. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even watch Reign of the Superman. Again, it's much the same stuff. Ugh, that's a shame. And then, Batman, and then added huh? the 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 added caveat that it was all like Darkseid's plan. There you go. Batman Hush, which I actually thought was pretty cool until they changed the ending. Yeah, I get why. Why? Why did they have to change the ending? Change for change's sake. Like, yeah, obviously the mystery is pretty obvious when you like pare it down to like an hour thirty or whatever. But still, you could have kept the ending and it would have been fine. Uh, this one actually had way more of an interest in telling like a Batman Catwoman love story, which at the time was way better than what we were reading in Tom King's Batman. So that was fine. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman Bloodlines didn't watch that one either. Yeah, I didn't even see that one. Nope, didn't see that one. Hey, you know what was good, though? They uh, brought back those DC showcases, and those were all really good. Yes, they were. I've, I've watched all of them. I haven't seen the Adam Strange one that uh, I think Neither got released I. with Apocalypse War, but yeah, they've been really fantastic. Indeed, they had. Uh, what is it? They had the one with Neil Gaiman's death, which was super cool, because I never thought they would actually make that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sergeant Rock and the Creature Commandos yeah, was, was baller so cool. as fuck. That was really cool. I would totally watch that show if they turned that into a thing. Mm-hmm. And then we had Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, which was this new one, and it was fine, I guess. (laughs) It was fine, I guess. There was some fun stuff in it, but again, just a lot of trying too hard. Like, what audience is this even for anymore? Yeah, exactly. Hopefully they kind of scale that back with the the release of, like... Because we don't know whether, like... Obviously, the ending of the movie implies that there's going to be, like, the DC Rebirth sort of, Mm -hmm. like, era. 
um, but that's technically not the case since we've seen what like seen some pictures from uh, the, the Superman one, the Man of Tomorrow, and it seems to be borrowing from like American Alien and yeah. a bunch of other like uh, Superman origin books, which is cool, which is uh, fine, but like are they going to be all connected is it just going to be like each movie is its own universe i hope they go back to that that every movie is its own universe with its own voice cast its own unique direction its own unique art that's yeah uh, that's well, and, and that's the thing like this one actually has like a, an actual art style to it and yeah. it actually looks really cool and the pictures i saw reminded me very much of like the old like fleischer cartoons and like mm. ruby spears cartoons Yes, which is totally cool, and I totally appreciate it because of that. Because, hey, if you didn't have those Ruby Spear Supermans, you wouldn't have, uh, what is it, Batman the Animated Series, because that's what inspired Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm very happy it has a style. And also, hey, I loved American Alien, even though we don't love the writer anymore. (laughs) That's what I'm really worried about, like, this animated movie, like, using that as, like, oh, is he going to fucking rear his head again? Yeah, really. Listen to me. I've rebranded myself as a YouTuber. YouTube forgives everything. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the cast of that film as well. They got Zachary Quinto yeah. playing uh, uh, Lex Luthor. Ooh, that's fun. Wasn't he attached to a Superman project once upon a time? I want to say yes. I want to say yeah, yes. Yeah, didn't. And, and um, the guy they got playing Superman could actually play Superman in live action. Uh, which guy was that? Uh, his name is Darren Chris. He was in uh, that second season of American Crime Story. Mm. Uh, what else has he been in? I know he's been in a bunch of other like TV stuff. Well, let me Google him right now. Darren Chris, actor. <laughs> <laughs> you always got to put that. Oh, yeah, I see it. He's got the hair for it, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yep, yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely 100% see it. And he's doing the voice right on. Yeah, I'm not sure what the other what the other cast is, but it's good good Superman and Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. So which I mean, really, you're halfway there at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess a good thing too, and I know uh, some people on Twitter were asking me this. Now that we are entering a new era of DC animated movies, what uh, what would you like to see them adapt next as far as stories go? Well, they uh, hopefully they don't go all over the place like they did with the old wing, where it's like every movie is like five different arcs put into mm. one. Hopefully it's yes. just one one arc per movie. Yeah, let's uh, let's even take some arcs that are shorter to begin with. Like, hey, Deceased was pretty fucking good, wasn't it? And it's gonna have probably quite a few sequels. Wouldn't that be a good one to adapt? That would be. You could even be grimdark about it, and it makes sense because it's a zombie movie. Yeah, yeah, that 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 would be pretty cool, and that would yeah definitely warrant the r rating they could go ham on the r rating on that (laughs) absolutely uh white knight another one it's not that long so i think you could actually probably get that into like a suitable movie length and it's an else world so you're free to play around with it and do whatever you want with it and and it's batman and harley quinn as a main character it's everything this universe loves (laughs) yeah you're gonna you're gonna tell me that that ain't gonna make some money yeah yeah uh, someone on uh, Twitter said it was Emmanuel, actually, longtime fan of the show, who said, "Wouldn't it be cool if they did uh, Tomasi's a uh, multiversity arc, where it was like all the different Superman, basically, uh, friggin' what is it, into the Superman verse, more or less?" Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Again, very short, very to the point, so uh, you could really do it and have a lot of fun with all the different Superman. 
Yeah, oh yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like to see also like a Green Arrow story. I get do Kill Machine, do Jeff yeah. Lemire's Kill Machine. I think you could get that to a pretty solid runtime if you wanted. And I mean, fuck, cast a melon in if you want. That's fine. Yeah, you could even maybe do like the first arc of like the Rebirth um, story arc where he's like fighting like that that evil like syndicate. Mm, yeah 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 the ninth circle what well, yeah it's fine the, the ninth circle and the outsiders very similar evil cults and the twist at the end of it is that one of his parents is alive and leading them yeah actually if it was me i would do the arc uh where roy harper comes back and they're fighting like evil logging tycoons on a native reserve Ooh, yeah. and everything that was a good I would, arc that was a really good one. And you could put Merlin in there if you wanted. You could put characters in there that don't quite always exist. Uh, mm-hmm. If they did Kill Machine 2, that would be a good chance to introduce Imiko in animation, which would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I'm all about trying to show people characters they haven't seen before. Uh, I know Bruce Tim, when he was still working there, said they would never do Kingdom Come even as a two-parter, but Bruce Tim doesn't really work there anymore, so... And I feel like that that, and, like, all the other big marquee stories like Darkest Nights and Astro Core War would make, like, money hand over fist even if they were bad, so... If they, if they do Kingdom Come, they need to get Brandon Routh to voice Superman. Yeah, oh, that would be fun. Because he's played him live-action, he's played the Kingdom Come live-action Superman. Yeah. Oh, I feel like there's some really good uh, Wonder Woman stories that I'm missing that would probably be really good in this one. There's the one um, uh, where where she, like, fights the dragon because, you know, the dragon says that, like, oh, uh, all the uh, all the Justice League will die. That was a pretty mm-hmm. good one. You could do the, um, the – there was that recent uh, Brave and the Bold series with her and Batman teaming up to fight, like, like weird fucking Eldritch monsters. That was pretty good. What was also the Trinity book they did uh, where it was like, it wasn't the Black Mercy, it was the White Mercy. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was a good one, and Mongol was at the end of that. Yeah, I'd really like that one. Yeah, you, there, there was also that, re- I, I never read it, but I heard it was really good, and it was that, it was a, um, I think it was a Black Label book that recently released. It was like Wonder Woman Scorched Earth or something. It was like her mm. in like a post-apocalyptic Oh wow! It was kind of like Last Night on Earth, but like for for Wonder Woman. Uh, shit, you could probably do Last Night on Earth. Actually, really, yeah. all of the DC Black Label books that have come out so far, Nightwing, New World Order, those are all pretty. Uh, what is it? Uh, like uh, animated movie ready, I would say. Yeah, Batman Damned. You gotta keep the the Batwang in though. There you go. It's it's the only way. You you know it's like as much as I didn't like that book, you could make it weird and trippy, uh, trippy and like experimental with the animation. And yeah, you could probably actually make a good one about that. Yeah. Like straight up say like no, this is this is an art piece that we're making. <laughs> it's it's not. It doesn't have to make sense because it's art. <laughs> oh god, there's there's so many Wonder Woman stories. I'm forgetting who who never gets a story but should get a story. Who should get an animated movie? Green Arrow is definitely on the top of my list. Maybe Booster Gold. Booster Gold, that would probably go to League of One was the one I was thinking of with the dragon. Yeah. And Hecatea was the other good Wonder Woman one where it's her yeah. and Batman fighting each other. That was like when mm-hmm. she briefly worked, uh, what is it, as like the ambassador for uh, the Themyscira. Yeah. And like uh, Batman really wants to catch this woman and Wonder Woman is sworn to protect her. That's a good one. That one's kind of heavy too, but like I think you would actually make a really good story out of that one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
that's uh that's uh, some ideas we had again too in the comment section down below tell us what uh what good uh, what good animated uh feature would you like to see oh super sons have we not said super sons yeah well it's kind of obvious it's so obvious how have they not done it because again you can start that movie at any point and it makes perfect sense because it's like yeah it's the son of batman and the son of superman hanging out and going on adventures yeah but only if they're they're aged up only if they're aged. it's the only way <laughs> can't do it no other way unfortunately <laughs> someone's saying have the balls to do doomsday clock man i don't think they're they, gonna be they're touching that one that. no they're not they, gonna do that they ain't touching that one I mean, hey, even DC isn't really touching Doomsday Clock now after it's done. <laughs> Man, it really does seem like they're scared of that story. It's like, hey, are you going to reference this in anything else? Nope. <laughs> oh, the chat mentioning, are we ready for Stargirl? Is that this week? Next week, I think. Okay, I should make a video about that. I am excited about that because it was supposed to be on HBO Max, and now it's going to be on CW, so I feel like they put more money into it. Yeah, it looks fucking cool. It does. We saw the villain Solomon Grundy looks excellent. Yeah, so much better. I compared him to the other Solomon Grundys we've had, and he looks so fucking cool. How are they going to square the circle, too, that uh, you have Icicle there, assumedly Icicle Sr., and didn't Killer Frost Dad also become Icicle? Yeah. Oh, just a different universe, remember? This is Earth 2. Oh, right, of course. You know, all the universes came together, except for this one. (laughs) Except for this one, so it's slightly different. But yeah, Grundy looks great. I love that they brought back, like, weird characters from the Golden Age to be the villains that no one has thought yeah, about. Yeah, Sportsmaster is the villain. Oh, I love that, that they're Sportsmaster. And isn't it like the Magician is one, too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, do, what does the Magician do? He's a magician. <laughs> Man, you can tell people in the Golden Age, some writers just weren't trying. Okay, he's a super criminal, and uh, he's magic, and uh, he dresses like a magician, so uh, he's called um, 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 the magician. magician. (laughs) Damn it, damn it, you done it again. (laughs) I I would say cash the check, but historically comic writers never made that much money. (laughs) Cash this five that I'm throwing your way. (laughs) Uh, yeah, JT Wizzy, I agree. Do something with Hawkman. Hawkman never gets a move. There's at least one really good Hawkman story you can adapt. It's it's the one where they basically say "fuck it," all your lives happened. Yeah, I've j- I actually just caught up on all of Robert Vendetti's Hawkman, and um, yeah, that that story where he he literally learns that he he's was his worst own enemy, and he all his all his past lives are actually real and he can tap into any of them at any time is really yeah. cool you just that's do that a cool, that's a cool idea and also very immortal hulk too where hulk can tap yeah. into other hulks yeah i i saw the cover for that one and he's like plague doctor uh yeah. freaking hawk man i'm like that's a cool ass look i like it a lot yeah you go he get he finds one of his 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 lives is like some like 16th century doctor or something Love it. Love it to death. I want all Plague Dr. Hawkman from now on. Forget all the other Nth Metal Barbarian shit. He should just show up to every meeting looking like that. <laughs> it fits too perfectly, too, because Plague Doctors have bird masks, and he's yeah, a bird yeah. man. How has no one done that before? That's so fucking great. I love it to death. Uh, so I think we've talked enough, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Sunday. Now, we know we started a little early, uh, which is different. That's, but I think we had a good show. I thought we had some laughs. We had some good conversation. We certainly did. Some people are going to be very mad at our views on those DC animated movies, I tell you. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I've already seen, already seen those people. 
That's okay, because I already got the views on my main video version of it. <laughs> not not near as many people listen to this podcast, so it's fine. If you've listened this far into the podcast, you're you're a real one, and we know it. <laughs> you are you're an OG, and no one can take that away from you. <laughs> so again, thank you so much for listening. As always, if you are a fan of the show, you can listen to it first over on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Both the video and audio versions are put up there, and because this one is a little shorter, we can put it up a little bit quicker, which is always nice. Um, any other things coming out, Matt? Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, not really, no. No, we've uh, we've had no new sponsors in the last little bit to talk about. But again, if you're a fan of the show and you have a Kickstarter or a creative project or something you want to get the word about, you know, hey, hit me, hit me up. I have the email on the channel there for any business inquiries. And, you know, if I vet it and it's OK, I will totally talk it up. You know, you, your, your message will get out there on the Internet. Fifty dollars at a time. <laughs> that's that's what I've decided. Let me let me be your town crier, everyone. <laughs> Oh, hey, uh, at the end of the month, uh, what is it, AEW is having another pay-per-view. Have you been keeping up with AEW, Matt? I missed last week's, I think. Ooh, uh, last week's episode was so fucking good, actually. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm planning on watching, like, that week and this week's, like, back-to-back. It's really good. I'm sure you've seen the gif, because I retweeted it, of uh, Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega chasing Sammy <laughs> Guevara in a golf cart and running yeah. him over. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this is wrestling. This is what we all need. This this will help us heal and bring us together as a nation. This is going to destroy the coronavirus. <laughs> running guys over with golf carts hard agree uh they're having a pay-per-view at the end of the month actually matt we might have to as a special patreon bonus go over the card at some point yeah yeah i'm sure i think people really liked the last time we did that so yeah. they did they quite enjoyed it we'll have to go over that one for sure uh so again keep your keep your eyes peeled everyone and we'll definitely talk about that one in the future so uh thank you everyone for coming to the comic multiverse and we will see you all again next time Bye-bye. bye bye bye